0: engaged and inspired podcast
1: a simple warning we may drop an f-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work we know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle you've been warned
0: be engaged and inspired podcast and now your hosts kia and dj sam
1: The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. So it's Wednesday. We're here again. And I'm sure you have a tip for us.
0: Yes. Wedding Tip Wednesday. This one is a very simple one. Remove your wedding websites soon, but not right after the wedding. Uh, Maybe after the honeymoon. Or as Kia has suggested.
1: You can actually leave it up for a little bit longer, for maybe like a month or two, just in case somebody didn't bring the gift to the wedding technically etiquette wise they have a year technically if you can notice on your registry that most of your gifts have been ordered that's also a good sign that you can close it down
0: absolutely so your tip is remove your wedding website obviously it's for privacy reasons so take it down after the honeymoon or at least within a year
1: yes absolutely within a year plus you also don't want somebody else searching you know somebody else might be a, a mic and a Mary might be getting married, and you don't <laughs> want them to go to the wrong site. So, of course, talking about online and privacy and everything, uh, we're going to talk about unplugged weddings and plugged weddings.
0: Yes, I love that topic.
1: Yes. So the reason for I see a lot is an unplugged wedding ceremony-wise. Right. And the reason is, of course, you have paid for professional photographers, and you don't necessarily want a whole bunch of iPhones or iPads Absolutely. and sort of coming into the pictures. You also want people to focus. Yes. And, you know, they are there for this reason. We're here to watch two people get married. So you should be sort of a little bit paying attention. One of the ways to tell people is you can have a sign up, which I'm sure you've seen as you're setting up ceremony music.
0: Yes. There's a little uh, sign at the beginning of the aisle. Mm-hmm. where put your phones in this little box or... Or just have-
1: unplug or don't take it out of your pocket.
0: Right. Or or I've seen this big burly security guard that looks pretty ugly that grabs each, everybody's phone and say, sit there.
1: Not exactly that bad, but, but it is a way, you can also put it into your um, program. That's a yes. really nice place because everybody's gonna be sitting there and reading them anyways. You can remind people. I had a bride once who... She had a sign up. Um, she did have a basket for people to put their phones. And she said, we want our ceremony to be shared with you in private. Yeah. And I want to make sure that our ceremony, none of those photos go online. But right. feel free to hashtag us and tag us and everything during the reception. Because like she said, she didn't want to be walking down the aisle and knowing that her phone was like people were already tagging her and she had just said, I do.
0: Yeah, that's discouraging, especially for the photographer as well, when you have people just standing up in the middle of the aisle right after the bride has walked down the aisle, because the photographer wants to get that great shot of the aisle and the bride. And everybody standing up. And and everybody standing up with a big iPad or or an iMac screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We did. I was telling you earlier today about a wedding I had where every now and then, randomly, um, this gentleman had an iPad on like a selfie stick, and it would just randomly go up really slowly. He would take a picture, and it would go back down. And it would go into the aisle very slowly and come back down. Granted, he did this all night, and he was very casual and calm about it, and he wasn't really obnoxious. But it was very strange in this big, huge cathedral aisle four. There like we an go,
0: Inspector Clouseau yes.
1: moment. <laughs> <laughs> it, I remember the first time my my assistant that day was just like, "What it." is that for real? And I was like, it is for real. But typically what ends up happening is somebody says, oh, I'm going to get a great shot. And they end up stepping in the aisle and ruining the shot that the The professional photographer was going to get.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: They've paid a lot of money for their photographers. The photographer's there for a reason. And I get it. Some people are like, well, I want to make sure that I get a photo and everything too. This is the whole reason for a hashtag is this is the plugged in part of it. You can have that hashtag. You can search it. um, You can see all those photos. You can also tell their guess that, hey, this is how you have to find our photos. Or, hey, we're going to upload an online uh, gallery for you so that you can go through and order if you want a photo or something. But uh, the whole thing about a hashtag, make sure you check it out first.
0: Yes. I I had a client uh, a few years ago when hashtags were relatively uh, new, and they picked their hashtag, and they started using it. And when it came to me reviewing all the details of the wedding, one of the things I started to do was – double check that the hashtag hadn't been used and the same hashtag that they were using was also the same hashtag that some Russian bride was using (laughs) and there was already pictures of uh, Russian parties and other things on there and I had to tell them you got to change it or else people are going to get really really confused.
1: I mean yeah because when they go to search for it they're going to get two separate weddings. I mean clearly they'll know which one they were at but still and one of the things you want to do is start using your hashtag as quickly as you can yes you can use it at your bridal shower you could use it at an engagement party maybe not at any of the bachelor or bachelorette parties no maybe not no, that's just not a good place but this way your guests sort of start to see and know um always research it's really easy you can just go on to any of the social media sites i do recommend that you check out what it is on instagram and on facebook i know that they're the same company basically nowadays but it's still a good idea just to make sure also don't make it too long
0: Right. Going back to your point, I usually tell my clients to Google the hashtag mm-hmm. so that it does it globally as opposed to just go to Instagram and search there or just the Facebook. I like
1: doing that sometimes because you might catch something that maybe been you only used like once or twice. And yeah. so if it's only been used once or twice, it might not get picked up, not in, up in the yeah. big search. So that's yeah. just why. But think about how things are spelled. Yep. It's really good idea if you're going to have this type of thing to make sure there's there should be a hashtag at the bar. There should be oh, a sign. A sign yes, with yes, a hashtag. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. People laugh at me, but I say, if you really want to see all these photos, there should be a hashtag sign in the bathroom. <laughs> I never thought of that, but yep. Because people take selfies in there. I don't uh, know why, but I mean, you're right. And sometimes if you're waiting for a stall to open up, you might be going through your photos yep. and you might want to tag something at that moment. I also recommend... You know, Any place like you have your guest book or your card box or something like that, that's another great place to put. And, of course, tell your DJ. Yes. Who, uh,
0: typically, I announce it uh, right after the toast when everybody's just getting ready to start eating. I announce it uh, then. Oh, that is
1: true. I forgot that you do that. Yes. <laughs> but this is a way, you know, when you're going dress shopping and you can not necessarily show the dress off. You don't want to do that. But you might want to show some of your accessories or just like a side angle of your veil. Get people excited. You can use your hashtag. It's just great. And then it follows all the way through.
0: So would you say then it would be a good idea to select your hashtag right from when you're engaged?
1: Uh, Pretty much. Okay. I would say, you know, once you sort of start making those announcements and if you're making this decision to, you know, share this on social media – The nice thing is that when somebody else does something with that hashtag, you might be able to see something that you didn't know was going on. Right, right. So, you know, if the flower girl during dress shopping is doing something adorable and somebody catches a photo or a video and tags it, it might be sweet for you to have that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And that, you know, then you can make the decision about how much more of that is shared or not. And then one of the things that is also happening, not so much here in Connecticut yet, but some people go in for like a full hardcore plugged in wedding.
0: Totally plugged.
1: Totally plugged.
0: What's the, the geo-tag
1: They geo-tag yeah. it. They, you know, they have their own Snapchat f- filters going yes. on. Yep. Um, they have a live Twitter wall or yep. like a computer where you can go check, yep. especially if somebody's having um, photos or things coming up during the wedding, depending. Yep. I know that's not the type of DJ you t- are, yep. but some people do that. So yep. there's like a live feed. They'll pull from that hashtag. Yep. So it's sort of showing everybody's photos, which... Might be a good thing. And that's
0: great because you're using technology to your benefit yes. at your, your wedding. And especially if you have family members that can't make it to the, mm-hmm. the wedding. We've also uh, had it broadcast. Yes. The wedding reception broadcast from the reception to family members at home.
1: And I've had the ceremony broadcast to just a certain group of family members to a private invite. So you can do like a Facebook page and they could go and watch it because they couldn't be there, which is really sweet if someone, let's say, is in the hospital or can't make it or, you know, travel plans. They may still be at the airport for all we know. (laughs) (laughs) But just, you know, honestly, just take a moment when you get engaged and think about it. Do you want people focused? during your ceremony do, are you okay with them tagging things um, do you want to have a little bit of say what's being shared right minimize the distractions as you yes. mentioned before and once you've made those decisions just let the main people in your life know because they should because they're taking part in this and they'll help sort of regulate people like hey like we're unplugged for ceremony right. but feel free to go crazy during reception right um and
0: i'm sure your photographer appreciates that too so let your photographer know that that's what you're going to be doing up front
1: photographers love it when we put out that easel with that sign that's <laughs> says, please keep your phones away. Although Dave Noonan
0: was here, and he, yes, yes he, he said that he quite enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, he enjoys it. But I mean, he also gets some pretty cool shots sometimes. Yeah. He sort of has learned to work with, with, it. with what's going okay. on. But ideally... When you have an unplugged ceremony, at least for that part of it, it just means everybody's looking forward. Everybody's listening to those beautiful, heartfelt vows, hopefully. And typically, we're seeing ceremonies that aren't as long as they used to be. And sometimes if you're distracted, all of a sudden everybody's clapping and you're like, oh, wait, what just happened? (laughs) And you you would do an Instagram (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the time. (laughs) So you might miss something if you're doing that. So either way, just take a moment, think about it. Just make sure that you let your guests know, have signage, and understand, you know, there may be one or two people who break the rules but you'll at least know who they are.
0: Yeah, there's that aunt and uncle that you know that's not going to follow
1: the rule. Yes, well, we all have one of those. But (laughs) thanks, well, we'll be right back.
0: Be engaged
1: and inspired. We'll be right back.
0: When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions, DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC-TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples' Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the month experience the difference www.atmosphere-productions.com that's www.atmosphere-productions.com hi this is marty q and i always listen to dj sam and kia on the be engaged and inspired podcast available free on itunes or google podcasts You should listen in, too.
1: I'm Mary Coburn, wedding celebrant and officiant, and I invite you to visit my website, marycoburn.com. That's M-A-R-Y-C-O-B-U-R-N.com to learn more about how I use my extensive wedding knowledge, energy, and creative talents to add that personal touch to an unforgettable wedding ceremony. Call me at 860-519-4127 and we can discuss your details. That's 860-519-4127 or online at marycoburn.com.
0: Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -hmm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh Text and whatever, but when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from Nitsa and the Ad Council.
1: Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, beaster lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at Engaged.
0: Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Welcome back. We're currently at an undisclosed location <laughs> from an abandoned luncheonette somewhere off Interstate 84. Welcome back. This is DJ Sam.
1: And this is Kia. And I'm sure this isn't abandoned since it's filled with all of my <laughs> wedding stuff. But it might look abandoned from the outside since it's a little bit of an industrial area. Anyways, this week I had a two-hour meeting with a wonderful couple. Great. They're getting married outside. We have just a nice big rectangle tent.
0: And you're going to tell us about it.
1: I am going to tell you about it because while we were looking at the layout, we were working with catering, which is great when you get to have amazing vendors who actually sit down and listen to each other. And say, hey, does this look right?
0: When is the wedding?
1: Wedding is this September.
0: Okay, so you all got together mm-hmm. months before to coordinate all the details. for All the details.
1: Because there's a whole bunch of things that, like, we're, as catering, they want to know where they want to put their food stations. And they had originally, in the original floor plan... Made We have this beautiful Moroccan uh, lounge that's going to be put in. Oh, beautiful. And they put it right next to the band. Oh,
0: that's not a good place.
1: <laughs> the reason for a lounge typically is a little further away from the music. A quiet area. A quiet area, but still being able to see the dance floor. Because they want to see it. If the grandma wants to take a seat down if, or any of us want to take our shoes off. Or she just
0: wants to jump up and yes. go dance.
1: But you don't want to put it right next to, the, right next to the band or the DJ. Right. Or right next to a speaker. I'm sure you love that. Yes. And as a DJ... Where do you prefer to be um, situated since I have done weddings with you and you have told me, if you do not put me here, I will not come to this wedding. So
0: So typically, if you can imagine a square box and at the bottom half of that square box is the dance floor, Mm -hmm. the DJ should be on or next to the dance floor. Do not, again, imagine a square box and in the middle of that square box is another square box. (laughs) And then at the bottom of that uh, uh, square, you have the DJ. That is the wrong position. You're you just, so far away from everything. You're so far away from the dance floor. And also, you're going to put tables in between the DJ and the dance floor. Mm-hmm. That is a no-no because I guarantee you that grandma is going to pick the table that is right underneath my loudspeaker.
1: Because you have to broadcast so far.
0: And then she's going to complain: mm-hmm. why is it so loud here?
1: Yes. And also, if you're far away from the dance floor, you can't see what's going on.
0: Yeah. you uh, DJs need to have some sort of interaction with the people that are partying Mm -hmm. and it's the same with the with the band if you are so far away that you really can't interact with the guests because all the time when I'm DJing anyway I'm dancing I'm clapping I'm pointing at people in the crowd and we're pointing back at you don't worry (laughs) sometimes they don't like to point back at me or they point back and scare me sometimes (laughs) they do no uh I like to interact like that so it does uh, add to the festivities and it makes sure that your guests know that hey the DJ is having fun so I want to have fun but if you disconnected from that or uh, there are some facilities that have you go upstairs on a second level and the dance floor is on one that's horrendous.
1: Except at the Inn at Mount Pleasant it works out really well Yes, because we're in a small, not a small barn because we can do like 180 people in there. It's very intimate and you actually are able to look down directly onto the dance floor and your speakers are up high which means it's not blasting in in. anybody's anybody's ears and anyways the people who want a request they're gonna run up the stairs (laughs) and ask you well then the other question is where do you put the cake Uh, the cake
0: should be off to the side somewhere not near the dance floor and i I know some people like to put it near the entrance but no i like it somewhere at the back of the room whereas people have got to walk across to see it
1: well i've also seen it put right into the middle of a dance floor (gasps) which is very hard if you're having a first dance because they have to sort of dance around it i'm a person who doesn't like to do cake until maybe after parent dances tables have been cleared after and dinner. I, after dinner but I like it as like an additional like last break I like my clients to say like thank you to everybody and then cut the cake and then sort of party for the rest of the night
0: that's exactly the way that I like it too
1: and when you're looking at your venue you have to take into consideration how is everybody going to enter because you're going to put your escort cards or your signage that tells everybody where to go sit in a place but you don't want to cause like a bottleneck
0: Right, not right at the entrance of no. the door and not right on the inside of the door yes. where the line starts forming at the door.
1: And so because pe- so most people are like, oh, wait, why are we all standing here? We don't know what's going. And no matter what, your idea of how quickly it takes everybody to go be seated is yeah, wrong. It, yeah. it always takes a little bit longer. I do like... When you're able to have cocktail hour and guests have access to where they're going to be seated. I have that,
0: the board right outside where board the cocktail that, area Sometimes
1: is. it's hard if it's windy and you've got little knickknackies and they could fly mm, away. Yeah. But there also should always be a master list. I know that my staff walks around with them because I've seen people pick up their cards, go grab a drink. They're talking and then all <laughs> and of a sudden sounds, we say go in on. and you can tell that they're lost. <laughs> Same yes. thing when it comes to your card box and your guest book. Those can move as the night goes on. But they shouldn't be like right when you're entering in, you're picking up your escort card and then like saying, hey, here's a guest book. Yeah,
0: too much stuff should not be congregated into the same Mm -hmm. area as you're coming in in through the the door. Um, So I've also had seen the sign up sheet be somewhere 10 or 20 feet inside the room mm-hmm. so that the line actually starts you have to go into the room to actually see the line yes um and i've also had guests ask me where's the the guest book or where's the sign in and
1: chief? you typically as a dj do make announcements like hey letting you know that there this is, is this is going on yeah. or if you have a separate room like letting people know that there's a photo booth in the other room yep. um, i like putting the photo booth as near to the bar as possible because as the night goes on those photos get better Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) And they become blackmail material. Yeah, um,
0: speaking of photo booth, I like the photo booth placed as far away from the dance floor as possible. Yes. I don't want people rolling from the dance floor into the photo booth, Mm -hmm. and I also don't want a line forming from the photo booth onto the dance floor.
1: Correct. And that's why it shouldn't be near the bar either. There can be a bar, yep. but the dance floor and the bar shouldn't be right next to each other. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. because yep. you'll have the same, the same thing that can yes. happen, yep. especially during that first cocktail hour rush if if everything's being done in the same room mm. or after the speech rush, yeah. Where everybody gets back up to go grab well, a drink. Everybody wants to go to photo booth. And I know that even though nobody's dancing at that moment, plus I like the idea if it's not right next to the dance floor, hopefully they put their drink down instead of taking it on the dance floor.
0: Yeah, I hate drinks <laughs> on the dance floor. You hear Shh, Yes. and then you got a breakage on aisle sixteen and somebody comes out with a mop and, and they sometimes stop it's the us. dancing then yes.
1: Well, I try not to have you stop the dancing, but we do try to stand people around and clean it up. But sometimes we have to stop the music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the other things to think about is where as a bride and groom or bride and bride or groom and groom, where are you going to sit? You don't want to be hidden. If you don't want to have a big, huge head table like they used to. Yeah, a like sweetheart table. A sweetheart table, which is nice. I mean, you can also sit at a table that with just all of your friends in a, yeah, in a circle one, you don't have to be on yeah. display, but make sure that you are the table that's the closest to the dance floor. Because you're going to be called up there a lot. People are going to give toast. You should be somewhere where everybody can pretty easily see you.
0: I usually like the sweetheart table right off the dance floor. Mm -hmm. If you can, again, remember the box within the box, wherever the edge of that dance floor is. Boom, the bride and groom are there. Because they're not going to stay there all night. They're oh, just going to eat. And then if people want to dance around the table, then that's that's fine. I've even had uh, couples move the table out of the way to make I've a bigger that. dance floor.
1: I've done that. <laughs> I've absolutely been like, oh, are you done with this table? And just moved it because more people got up to dance than yep. they ever expected. Absolutely. And that can be hard sometimes to know. Do I put the dance floor into the middle of the room? Do I put it to one side? Yeah. I think it really depends on your space.
0: Yeah, the, depending on the area of the room. I'm, I'm just using those, those dimensions, but wherever you put the dance floor, put the DJ on the dance floor. Yes.
1: And obviously we're, I guess, working a little bit backwards, but when you're thinking about your ceremony, obviously if you're having a church ceremony, it doesn't really, none of this really matters where you're going to put things. Not a problem. Um, But if you're getting married all in one location, such as the Inn at Mount Pleasant, We have many locations where you could have your ceremony, and we do have one that's a little bit of a walk that's out in the field. But I've had people say, like, hey, could we get married by that big, huge rock that's way up on the hill? And I think that's really mean to do to your guests, because if (laughs) they don't know where they're going and it doesn't logically make sense, I'm not going to have them hike a quarter of a mile because the rock is beautiful. Yeah,
0: it might look nice.
1: Well, they can just hop in. Like Mary Beth, she's taken some of our clients up in her Jeep up to the rock to take photos. Oh, wow. But you don't actually want to make your guest do that. Do that. You want them to arrive. You want them to be understand either due to signage or staff members saying, hey, ceremony's this way. Restrooms are over here. Could you please be over here? Yep. Um, I try to keep, I, I like it when the reception site sort of goes untouched until it's reception time. Yeah. So that time, sometimes you have to be a little bit of that security guard in front of yeah. the door saying I'm so sorry it's not open yep. sometimes people just want to know where they're they're seated right away yep. so they can't help themselves and it's okay but this is one of the reasons why I don't typically put out the escort cards until ceremony has it's, started Yep. so that way nobody's distracted um and once again like I said when it comes to looking at your layout think about how you want to move around if your space allows you to have a bar outside not so far that everybody all of a sudden leaves the space you don't want that don't like you that. want it to be close but If you are having something that's sort of an indoor-outdoor, it might make sense to put the bar outside right by the entrance. Right. And that way people aren't getting lost and you're not losing everybody. But they can still step out to grab a drink, catch their breath, and then go back to dancing. So would
0: do you prefer having the bar inside the room or outside in the, the hallway?
1: I think it really depends on the venue, and it yeah. depends on how many people you have. And you know if your friends are drinkers or not drinkers. I like having something that's close enough but also a little bit separated so that, like I said, you're not going to have a line going through all these people who are seated. Nobody, like, Nobody seating at a, at a table no. and there's a line right next to you. You can't do anything. Yeah. But you also don't want it to be in such a weird place that all of a sudden there's like an additional party going on. Except those people may have never decided to come back in to dance anyways. Yeah,
0: I like the bar in the room Mm -hmm. so that people can see what's going on. But obviously if it's too big, I I just worked uh, Lake of Isles and there was 210 people. There's no way the bar could fit. So it was in the hallway. So what we had was people were dancing next to the the bar because they had to fight their way to get back onto the Mm -hmm. the dance floor. So you have to decide that ahead of time. What do you think that you want and will it fit?
1: And also talk to the onsite coordinator or your coordinator. They may have an idea and it may work. And so it's one of those things where just asking those professionals and just like you said for that one wedding that we did last year together where (laughs) you said, I will work this wedding if I'm allowed to be placed here. If I'm not, I'm not coming. and But that's one of the reasons why you know what works best with your sound system. You didn't want to have, I don't think anybody came and asked you to put the music down. No, no, it was fine. It was perfect. You got to see what was going on. You got to dance. Everybody had a great time. But this is the reason why, you know, I know we say this over and over again. We might sound like a a, broken record. A broken. I was about to say a dead record. So I (laughs) clearly have not had enough coffee this morning. (laughs) But this is why we say it. When you work with professionals, especially people who know the space that they're in, they're going to be able to share their advice you can make a decision on what works best but don't just dismiss all of these years of experience absolutely well thank you so much for joining us remember you can download us off of itunes and google podcast it's free you can just download us you can find us online on our website too if you want to listen there remember if you have any questions or topics you'd love us to cover just send us an email at engagect at gmail.com and I hope you join us next week The
0: Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage
1: Connecticut